Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's having a great and wonderful morning on today. Today, I just want to discuss with you um, a real topic that um, was suggested um, by a fellow listener. It's about tithes and offering. Tithes and offering. Father, we come to you right now we say thank you for keeping us through the night thank you father god for allowing us to wake up this morning you could have let us die last night we didn't deserve to be woken up this morning but you woke us up this morning you allowed us to get up and get dressed you allowed us to breathe you allowed us to think father we say thank you for that in this rough time, Father God, watch over people that are suffering, Father God. Watch over people that are hurting, for that could have been us, Father That could have been us in the hospital. That could have been us passing away, Father God, from the disease. But you said, no, I'm going to let you live on. I'm going to let you live on because you have a mission to carry out. I say thank you, Father God, for all that you have done, all that you will do. Thank you for keeping us what I hurt, harm, or danger. Father, we just say thank you right now. You're awesome and you are amazing. You are awesome and you are amazing. Father, watch over every car that's out there driving on the highway. Keep them on the road, Father God. We just say thank you for allowing us to eat. Thank you for the spices in our cabinet. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to be able to use a stove. Thank you for allowing us to use a microwave. Thank you for our health and strength. Thank you for the shoes on our feet and the clothes on our back. We say thank you right now. As we dive into this topic on today, Father God, open my mouth to where you, the words of you come out and people see and can hear the glory of you and not the glory of me. For I'm just a mere messenger. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today is tithes and offering. Um, the reason why I want to talk about this topic, um, it was suggested by a listener of mine. Um, also, too, we have to understand that what I noticed is that we go to the liquor store we go pay our taxes, we go to Walmart, we go to Rouse, we go to Albertsons, we go to all these grocery stores, we go to the clubs, and we pay a fee with no problem. But when it comes to God, we have a problem. It's all because um, the churches have made this symbol of tithes and offering of you give, 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 give. But then the Bible says, give out of your heart. And so what is this saying? So it's con- so the, some churches are contradicting the Bible because the Bible says, give out of your heart. The church, right? begs for it. The church says you must give, you must give, and they beg for it. Well, let's dig into this thing called tithes and offering along with love offering. Tithes and offering, right, should be for the church, should be for upkeep of the building, should be for lights, gas, power, and electricity, right? It should be for the maintenance of the building. Also, tithes and offerings should go towards the workers of the building. Custodians, treasurer, presidents, things of, of those sorts. And, all, and so what we have to understand is that 
and also if you have revivals, it goes towards the guest preacher, tithes and offering. Right? You follow me so far? Let's go into love offering. Love offerings is given to the pastor saying, Pastor, I love your teaching and I love your preaching. So I'm going to give you a contribution of that how to show my love. So it's saying that, Pastor, I love you with my mouth, but also it's showing with my heart that I love you even more to give you money contributions. But it's not mandatory. So... What is this saying is that tithes and offerings should not be touched by the pastor. It should not be upkept by the pastor. It should be upkept by the deacons and, of, and the trustees of the church. And so love offerings is totally to the pastor. That is something that he can keep for himself. Yes, every person that is in the position of pastoral ship does have the right to does have the right to have money to have pleasures and things like that but not of the cost of tithes and offerings let me let me tell you some scriptures so you don't think i'm just talking off the top of my head let's go to second corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 it says each must each one must give as he has decided in his heart hold on whoa whoa listen to this each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. Let's read that one more time. I'm going to read that a little bit slower. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. Nowhere in there says, let the church force you to give. Nowhere in there says, let the church beg for you to give. All right, let's keep on going. Malachi 3 verse 10. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I would not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessings, a blessing until there is no more need. Let me break that one down. Malachi 3 verse 10 says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. What is this saying? This is saying when you get paid, bring in tithes to the storehouse, but also relying on second Corinthians 9 verse 7 to lead you to bring the tithes into the storehouse. So what leads you to bring tithes into the storehouse? Preaching, teaching, and love. Preaching, teaching, and love. Those are the three main principles that guide people to give to God. So notice that it didn't say give to the pastor. It didn't say give to the choir. It didn't say give to the musicians. It didn't say give to the deacons, the deaconess. It didn't say give to the ushers. It said give so that there can be food in my house. What is God's house? The church, not the building. The, per the person is God's house. You are a temple. You are a representation of God's house. But we go to a building to worship God and spirit and also in truth, right? So he says, so it could be food in my house, meaning 
that so that so that my house don't have no need for anything so the building can be furnished so the building can stay open right so the building can stay running that's what he's talking about so the building can say run that's what the tithes and offering is for it's like paying rent it's like helping pay rent to the church because we come and worship to god so what we're what we're experiencing in the churches is foul play foul play meaning that Bring tithes and all and offerings, and I I seen it happening so many times. Bring your tithes and offering. We're raising money to put a new roof on the church, right? But you draw this line and you draw this question of, okay, where's all the money been going um, since I've been given? Where, where's all that money been going? So you're telling me you don't have no money left. So now you're going to sit here and beg me for money that you should already have. That you already, you should already have stored up, right? So now here it is, preachers and pastors begging for money. They're pleading for money to keep the lights on. They're pleading for money to keep the doors open. But we have to understand that if we do our job within pastoral ship and feed them and lead them and guide them and do the right thing, God will provide. Right. God will provide. So if you stand up and you teach and you preach. Week in and week out and you go see the sick, you go see the sick in the hospital, you'll see you go do your duties as pastor. But. The tithes and offering isn't coming in. So you feel that you have to beg for it. Well, you have to understand that you shouldn't have to beg for it. If someone loves the pastor, somebody love God, he says, I'm not going to beg you for it. I'm going to let you do it. What? Voluntarily. That's what that's what Second Corinthians say. Second Corinthians 9 verse 7 says, you give it voluntarily. Malachi 3 verse 10 says, bring into the store so my house can have food. Right? And then on top of it, watch this. He says, put me to the test that I open up the windows of heaven. Meaning that he said, I'm going to bless you for blessing my house. I'm going to bless you for bringing the tithes as a stewardship into the house of God and helping the house of God to continue to run. I don't know about you, but I haven't been let down not one time when I tithe. When I tithe 10%. I have not been let down. And so I'm not telling you to do something that I haven't or that I don't do. I do my best to tithe as much as I can to tithe to God. Um, and so that his house continue to run. And also so that I can see a progression in my life as well. So let's keep on moving. Um, I have about three more verses and then I'm going to wrap this thing up. So let's go to Proverbs 11, verse 24. This is, this is an interesting one. This is the one I like. This is the one I like. Proverbs 11, verse 24 says, One gives freely. Uh, one gives freely. Yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers Want. What What is this saying? This is saying that when you come into God's house and you've been fed and you've been fed 
week in and week out, but you withhold from God. And so God says, I, since you're withholding from me, I withhold from you. So if you understand. So, all right, let me give you a better understanding. Ball your fist up. Right? Make a fist in your hand. I have one question. As, uh, ball your fist up in as one hand as tight as you can. I have one question though. Can anything get inside? Can anything crawl inside? Can anybody stick a finger inside? Right? So as much as you ball your fist up, nothing can get inside and nothing can get out of that fist. Until you open your hand and release what's in your hand, right? So what is what is this saying? This is saying that this transaction happened between you and God. It has nothing to do with man. So it has nothing to do with man. Watch this. So watch how I break this down. So since it's a transaction between you and God and not man, what happens is that when the man stands into the pulpit, right? He opens his mouth and he teaches and preaches, right? And you, as a person of God, should be able to look past him and see God. Ah, you should be able to see God through him to where he's preaching and it moves you to give. It moves you to encourage the house of God. So it moves you, right, to give 10% of what you earn. Because you have been moved by the message of God and not by the message of the messenger. Because a lot, a lot, a lot of times that we like messages that tingle our ear. We like messages that, that sounds good to us. But at the same time, those feel good messages as not filling your soul. And it's not giving you a good representation of who God really is. We, li we, limit it. we limit God on what we want to hear. We want to hear, we want to hear preaching only about Psalm 23, Psalm 100. We want to hear about prosperity preaching. We want to hear about all those things, but we don't want to hear the truth. The truth hurts. And so watch this. So going on to Luke 6. Verse 38, it says, give and it will be given to you. What does this mean? Give and it will be given unto you. Give and it will be given unto you. Give and it will be given unto you. What is it saying? It's saying release what's in your hand and I can release your blessing. Ah, somebody is missing a blessing today. Somebody is missing something today because you won't release what's in your hand. You won't release what is God. You won't release the tithes and offering that goes to God and not man. You won't release it. So, so God says, I can't release uh, this blessing until you release what's in your hand. Let's go a little bit further. Good measure. Pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. So watch how God works. So imagine. So let me tell you a little bit. Of, let me tell you a story. Here goes this older man in a church. He's been there for years. And he comes every Sunday and he gives 
$100. Every Sunday he gives $100, $100, $100, until one day his neighbor comes and sees him putting in $100. She flips out. Why are you giving God so, why are you giving this church so much that all they go do is buy a Lamborghini? All they go do is have a passerby, a big car? And he said one thing. He said that once it's released out of my hand, it's out of my control. With that said, she looked at him puzzled and funny and she had something up her sleeve. She said, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. She went to the store. One day he was out. She went to the store. Bought all these groceries, like a lot of groceries, and put it at his doorstep. He comes and he starts shouting. He said, thank you, God. You know I didn't have no food in the kitchen, but thank you. You blessed me. Here is this lady. She comes out and notices she's th- he's thanking God. She said, I, I, God didn't do that. I did that. I went to the store and did it. You wouldn't be surprised what this man said. He said, well, you know, what's really funny is that I put $100 into the offering plate. You saw me put that $100 into the offering plate and God used you to go buy groceries. Whether you liked it or not, use you to buy groceries. Meaning... I released the hundred dollars to God and I didn't worry about it. And then he used you, the hater, to buy me groceries. So we have to understand and be careful who we hate on. Because sometimes when we hate on somebody, they're releasing what's in their hand. They're getting what God has for them. And you're still stuck in the same boat. You're still stuck in the same situation because you're still not releasing to God. I understand, you know, pastors um, is doing wrong things, is profiting off of tithes and offering. Um, I understand, but not all pastors are like that. We have some pastors that are upright and upstanding and tells the truth when it comes to tithes and offering. And I want to let you know that tithes and offering belongs to the church and not to the man. It belongs to God. For what he needs done in the church. Because nothing comes free. Nothing comes free. And so we have to understand that with this understanding. We have to go and move forward. And see what can we do to help God's ministry to go forward. Now let me let me make this disclaimer very clear. Let me make this disclaimer very clear. Because I, I can feel some people now. I'm not preaching this message for you to send me money. Let's make this very clear. I'm not preaching this message so I can get rich off of you guys. I'm not asking you guys for a cent. I'm not asking you for a dime. That's why I work. I work and I tithe. And God has me. God would take care of me. Because I'm not relying on the people to take care of me. I'm relying on God to take care of me. I have a job. Right? And... I tithe. So I'm not asking you for money. So don't think, oh, he's preaching about tithes and offering um, because he wants some money. I don't want a dime from you. All I want for you, from you is for you to understand 
what God has given me. And I use scripture so you can know that I'm not just talking off the top of my head. So you can know that I studied this and studied this and it brewed and it brewed in my spirit, it brewed in my heart. And to put on this podcast to let somebody know that tithes and offering goes to God. Love offering goes to the man. Tithes and offering goes to God for the church to continue to run. Love offering goes to the man so he can continue to run as a working machine. So we have to understand these two things are separate. These two things don't go together. You should never dibble and dabble. They go totally separate. With that said, I hope you got a better understanding of what I'm trying to convey to you guys and may God keep enriching and keep improving in you guys and, and everyone that is listening to this. And before I go, I have to do one small thing. God is God has said if you're gonna do this podcast, you have to do one small thing. So as you're sitting at home, at work, wherever you're listening to this broadcast at, take a time out. Listen, just sit down, relax, take a deep breath in and breathe out. You're calm now, right? Now, now that you're calm and you heard an awesome and wonderful message, I want to encourage you to go to my email. It is thegospelscoop at gmail.com. The gospel scoop at gmail.com. Um, go to my email or you can go to the Instagram, the gospel scoop at gmail.com. And if you was conveyed by this message and you want to know Christ, you want to say, you know what? I'm conveyed by this love offering message. I want to know who Christ is a little bit further. Then you can go there and you can reach out to me and you can say, how can I know God? How can I get prayer? How can I get understanding? And I will be right there, right along beside you, helping you along the way. So I'm going to play this song. As this song play, I encourage you to go to my email. It's thegospelscoop.com. So T-H-E-S-C-O-P. I'm sorry. Correction. It's the gospel scoop at gmail.com. So it's T H E G O S P E L S C O O P at gmail.com and say, I'm reaching out. This is a cry out. Come to Jesus. This is the altar call. You never know what today is going to bring. You never know what tonight is going to bring. You can say, I can wait till tomorrow. I can wait till next week. But you never know 
you're going to be gone by that time. And you don't want to leave this world without knowing God, without having a relationship with Him. Please, I reach my hand out now. Come to Jesus. The time is now. He will save you. He will save you. He won't leave you out in the cold. He will save you. Just now. Oh, come to Jesus. Trust in Him. You can't trust in no one else. Trust in Him. Grab onto His hand and trust in Him. Trust in Him just now. Just now. You can't trust in human. You can't trust in man. You have to trust in God. You have to trust in who He is and have a leap of faith and come to Him just now. Even if it's for prayer, even if it's coming back to the fold, He will save you. If you're willing. Because I know God is willing just now. know that God will save you and if you ever want to reach out and say you know what I need some advice I need some prayer I need to know who God is I'm in a dark place I'm dealing with addiction I'm dealing with so much in my life right now I just need to know who God is reach out to me reach out to me at the gossip scoop at gmail.com I'm there it'll go to my phone it'll go to my it'll go to my laptop and I will reach right back out to you and say, hey, my brother, hey, my sister, I'm here with you. And I'm encouraging. I'm not going to leave you until I know that you're okay. So this was the invitation to Christ. I may, I feel that I was able to bless somebody. Father, we come to you right now with heavy hearts come to you right now there's somebody out there that's in a dark place there's somebody out there that needs to know who you are there's somebody out there father god that think their problem solver is in the bottle they think their problem solver is in the bottom of a needle father god they think their problem solver father god is in the blunt they think their problem father god their problem solver is in Drugs and prescription drugs, Father God, they think their problem solver is in a man, a female, but let them know their problem solver is in you. Only you can take it away from them. Only you can deliver them. Only you can hold them and say, I'm here for you. 
Only you can take the pain and agony away. Only you can, Father God. Help them to get away from them drugs. Help them to get away from those things and say, I'm seeking you. I'm seeking you, Father God. Help someone to be able to be saved before they go to the other side. I just pray and I plead right now. I don't want no one going to the other side without knowing who you are. Father, you're too amazing. You're too awesome, Father God, for someone to pass away not knowing you, not getting it right. I pray for the ones that fell away from Christ. Help them to come back to the fold, whether it's through church, whether through this broadcast, Father God, whether they follow the broadcast and they say, I'm a member of the broadcast. Father God, I just come to you right now. Use me, Father God, to where I can save. If I just save one soul, I've done my job. I plead to you. Help me to save just one soul. Help me to bring one soul to Christ back home, Father God. Help me, Father God, to lead somebody, Father God. I know, Father God, once this airs, I've done my job. I pray, Father God, that somebody accepts you in their heart. And not just their heart and their mind and their soul and their spirit. And they read and understand and live by the word. It's not easy. But help them to live by the word. Father God, use me to be able to guide somebody. Use my mouth, Father God. Use my tongue. Use my heart. Use my mind, Father God, to guide somebody. To help somebody. That encouraging word can help somebody. Encouraging word can help somebody, Father God. No matter who it is. Help me to keep on going. Help me to keep on trucking, Father God. No matter what. No matter the pain. No matter the agony. Bless this broadcast to where it overflows with people to where people can't get enough of the broadcast. Keep me on the straight and narrow, Father God. Keep me on the right path. Help me not to veer off, Father God, for I know there's people watching. There's people out there that is watching, Father. There's Satan there. He wants me. Help me to keep on on the same path. Help all of us stay on the same path, Father God. And we just say thank you right now. Help this broadcast to reach and to bless somebody. In Jesus' awesome and miraculous name I pray. Amen. May God bless you guys. Take care.